Hello there, my dears. Here we are at lesson 137. When I am healed, I am not healed alone. Well, of course, first, that's because there's no such thing as being alone, <laughs> but we don't get that. So today's idea remains the central thought on which salvation, which is finding our way home out of the hallucination, rests. Because healing is the opposite of all the world's ideas that dwell on sickness and on separated states. Sickness is a retreat from others, a shutting off of joining. It becomes a door that closes on a separate self and keeps it isolated and alone. Well, I guess everybody recognizes that's the way you feel when you're sick, but you may not realize why you did it. <laughs> Sickness is isolation. It seems to keep oneself apart, note the word seems, from all the rest to suffer what the others don't feel. This, of course, is pretend-like. It gives the body final power to make the separation real and keep the mind in a solitary prison, split apart and held in pieces by a solid wall of sickened flesh which it cannot surmount. Oh dear, the world obeys the laws that sickness serves, basically our total belief in separation. But healing operates apart from them. It's impossible that anyone be healed alone. That's an oxymoron because to be healed means that things are coming together, so things can't be coming together and be alone at the same time. In sickness, must he be apart and separate, but healing is his own decision to be one again, to recognize oneness again. It's not that we've got two separate pieces, like puzzle pieces coming together. This is more a recognition that oneness has never been interrupted. And besides that, to accept his self with all parts intact and unassailed. In other words, there is one conscious awareness here, and we are all a unique expression of that one conscious awareness. But in sickness, does the self appear to be dismembered, which is obviously chopped into a bunch of pieces, and without unity that actually gives it life, because unity is life. But healing is accomplished as he sees the body has no power to attack this universal truth, this universal oneness. If you will recognize now your conscious awareness, the same as it's been from the moment you were born, has never had anything happen to it. Your conscious awareness is absolutely as consciously aware as ever. Notice how important that is. Okay, so sickness would prove, or try to prove, that lies, which is this separated state, must be the truth. But healing demonstrates that the truth is true instead, that oneness prevails. The separation that sickness would impose hasn't really happened. So to be healed is merely to accept what always was the truth and always will remain exactly as it's been forever. Yet, eyes accustomed to hallucinations, that's what we use instead of illusions, more people can identify with that. So the eyes that are involved in the hallucinations have to be shown that what they're looking upon is false. 
So healing, which clearly the truth doesn't need because it's not been separated into pieces, has to demonstrate that sickness isn't real. So healing might be called a counter dream that cancels out this dream or this faith and sickness in the name of truth, but not in truth itself. What that means is because in truth, none of this separation and sickness and so on has ever occurred. So just as forgiveness overlooks all sins that were never accomplished, in other words, all successful attempts at separating, that's what a sin would be, and obviously not accomplished, healing just removes the hallucinations or the illusions that we think have occurred but have not. So just as the real world will arise to take the place of what has never happened, you know, our bad dream, an only imagined thing, healing offers restitution for imagined states and false ideas which dreams embroider into pictures of the truth, like a picture on the wall. It just sits there nothing happens. Yet don't think this is an unworthy function here. For Antichrist, which is that belief in evil and separation and sin and so on, that world of unloving, separate things, becomes more powerful than Christ or union to those who dream the world is real. The body seems to be more solid and more stable than the mind It most certainly isn't. All those atoms come and go all the time. Thoughts come and go all the time. Emotions come and go all the time. Nothing stable at all about the body-mind complex. But when we focus on this, love becomes a dream, while fear remains the one reality, pretend-like reality, that can be seen and justified and fully understood. That's because we are so invested in the reality of our hallucinations. They aren't real. So just as forgiveness shines away all sin and the real world will occupy the place of what you made, so healing must replace the fantasies of sickness, which you now hold against the truth. It's like a wall. It's all those grievances. When sickness has been seen to disappear, in spite of all the laws that say this can't be happening, then the questions have been answered. And the laws that we made up about what causes sickness can no longer be cherished nor obeyed. Healing is freedom because it demonstrates that the dreams we made up are not going to prevail against the truth. Our pretend-like separated state is never going to affect the truth of oneness. So healing is not only freedom, healing is shared. And by this attribute, it proves that the laws of love, unlike the separation laws that hold that sickness is inevitable, are more potent than their sickly opposites. In other words, laws of love always prevail over our imaginary laws of illness. So healing is strength. By its gentle hand is weakness overcome, minds that were walled off within a body now free to join with other minds and be strong. So healing, forgiveness, and the glad exchange of all the world of sorrow for a world where sadness cannot enter are the means 
by which the Holy Spirit, your intuition, urges you to follow him. His gentle lessons show how easily salvation can be yours. It's like just release those grievances. How little practice you need to undertake to let his laws about giving and gratitude replace the ones you made to hold yourself a prisoner to death with all that guilt and punishment you think you deserve stuff. His life becomes your own as you extend this little help that he asks in freeing you from everything that's causing you pain, seeing others as innocent, being willing to join with. And as you let yourself be healed, you see all those around you, all those who cross your mind or whom you touch or those with whom you seem to have no contact at all, healed along with you. And perhaps you don't recognize them all. How could you? A lot of these you don't even know about. And you don't realize how great you're offering to all the world when you let healing come to you. But you are never healed alone. And legions upon legions will receive the gift that you receive when you were healed. That's because there's only one of us. You see, all the so-called other people in your life are your hallucinations about versions of you. So obviously, when you change your mind, all of these other variations of you, so to speak, also have a mind change. You see, we think this is hard to get because you think, how does my mind change have anything to do with them? It's because we share one mind. Okay, those who are healed become the instruments of healing for that very same reason. We're all joined. Nor does time elapse between the instant they are healed and all the grace of healing it's given them. What is opposed to God does not exist. And who chooses not to accept these fake laws, that's a favorite phrase nowadays, becomes a haven where the weary can remain to rest. For here is truth bestowed and all these illusory things, all these hallucinations finally brought to rest, finally brought to truth. So would you not offer shelter to God's will, which is the same as all of creation? You just invite yourself to be at home. You're just doing this for you. And can this invitation be refused? Just ask the inevitable to occur and you can't possibly fail. The other choice is to but ask what absolutely cannot be and this can't succeed. In other words, that's like staring at a picture on the wall and insisting that it do something for you. It can't. So today, we ask that only truth occupy our minds, that thoughts of healing can go forth this day from what is healed to what must yet be healed, aware that everything occurs as one because we are one, despite what our eyes see. So we're going to remember as the hour strikes, our function is to let our minds, and let's just say one mind, be healed, that we can carry healing to the world, exchanging curse for blessing, pain for joy, separation or the imagined separation for the peace and wholeness of God or love. Isn't a minute of an hour worth the giving to receive a gift like this? 
is not a little time, a small expense to offer for the gift of everything. So it says, okay, we've got to be prepared for this. So at the beginning of the day, give 10 minutes to these thoughts. And then at night, we're going to conclude with the same. When I am healed, I am not healed alone. We share one mind. And I would share my healing with the world. Of course, that's inevitable. So that sickness may be banished from the mind of God's one son, who is my only self, which is all of creation. Let healing be through you this very day. And as you rest in quiet, be prepared to give as you receive, to hold what you give, and to receive the word of God to take the place of all the foolish thoughts you ever imagined. So now we come together to make well all that was sick, all who felt separated, and offer blessing where there was attack. And we are not going to let this function be forgotten. Every hour of the day, we're going to remember our purpose with this thought. When I'm healed, I am not healed alone. And I would bless my brothers, which are only aspects of myself. Imagine all of the people you see with your face superimposed on them. Because I would be healed with them as they are healed with me. It's a marvelous lesson to keep reminding us over and over and over, there's only one of us here. And the way I treat others is specifically the way I am at that moment treating myself. Have a fabulous practice. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.